0: print hustlers november 4th 5th and 6th newport beach california Bruce, are you taking anyone surfing no actually no. if anybody Maybe. wants to go i got a bunch of boards uh, first day it. first day liquid graphics coolest shop in the country uh for a printavo inksoft user summit day two awesome speakers i think automation tech is the theme day three bella canvas so like you guys are raising the bar. It's going to be incredible. Get your tickets. It's going to sell out. And it's my birthday weekend, so I better see you there.
1: So, fair is going to be blacked out. No, I just
0: it's the best. <laughs> it's the best weekend of the year. I love that Print Hustlers is my birthday. It's it's like I get to see all y'all. So, um, all right, Bruce.
1: But first, GraphX Source. If you need a solution to improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, you already know GraphX offers industry-leading outsourcing options for your shop. And what's really cool is they're actually a part of your team. So they're plugging into your shop management platform. They're handling SEPs, mock-ups, creative art, order management, digitizing, and customer service. They've been doing it for over 30 years as well. And be sure, mention the Printavo pod that sent you over, and they'll give you half off your first Vector SEP or digitized order.
0: Bruce, have you heard of Multicraft underscore daddy? Well, he's got 900 and some followers. Um, And if you need ink supplies or a daddy, Multicraft Screen Printing and Digital Supplies for over 50 years has been providing you with top brands at competitive prices. If you mention the Printavo pod, you'll get 10% off your first order and DM Multicraft underscore daddy right now. He gives away a case of free PMI tape every single week. So thanks so much to the team at Multicraft. We appreciate you. Thanks, Dave. And you're doing great on Instagram.
1: Easy Way works with over 100 plus distributors all over the US, but more importantly, they're a partner in your success. They can help with how-to's best practices, just general questions. They're there to help you guys in reclaim. And you know you shouldn't be spending all day cleaning through screens. That's why their line of environmentally conscious chemicals gets the job done faster, more efficiently, and costs you a fraction of the cost per screen. Check them out. Easy Way. Thank you guys so much for supporting. Last but not least, Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. It's made for screen printers by screen printers. And they truly understand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing shop. And so they really pride themselves on being super fast and super easy. They've got this incredible new, new next-gen transfer that's running live now. It's uh, really great, really quick and easy to peel and work with. And um, honestly, their support team, though, the support team's incredible. I mean, they, you email them, you have an issue, they respond super quickly, they take care of things. So they are there, they're another partner in your growth. Make sure to mention Printavo, Printavo five, and that gives you 15% off your order.
0: All right, let's jump into the episode. Where do we start? I don't even know where to start. Know, right? What the hell are know. you doing? Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> more than I should be more than I should be. So we, um,
2: we went from, uh, so we were at our last location for like three years, really four years, but you know, one year was COVID. So we don't really count that one, but, um, man, we just been growing like crazy. So we moved to a new facility and it's incredible. Like we've been, we, we needed to take probably six months to a year to, to like build out this facility. And we took two months. So, I wouldn't advise it.
0: I just saw like your wife's Instagram and your Instagram of you like painting floors at night, like spraying ceilings, like, and I literally thought you just got, you like just redid your shop like a couple years ago and you got brand new Cobra. Like what the hell are you doing?
2: We did. So we made, we literally changed everything. And, um, got a little bit bigger, but we changed everything over. We, um, we switched equipment companies, we switched buildings, we switched uh, pre-press, we switched reclaim, we switched everything all at the same time. Um, which to be honest, honestly, kind of worked out almost better for us because we were able to at our other shop, we were able to work until like literally the last day and then shut down production and we already had everything up and running at the new shop to where my production team left there on a Friday, came here on a Monday, and we started running production. Wow. So, it was crazy. Well, yeah, w- where's the growth <laughs> from? So, you know, through COVID, we had to look at things differently, right? Like we were just like every other shop. We did a lot of baseball teams. We did a lot of schools. We did a lot of things like that. All that stuff went away, you know, same old story. And we, we started looking for our new customers and just looking for different types of customers. And like everybody, it gave everybody a chance to reset and figure out like, Hey, what the hell are we doing? Should we be doing it like this? Should we be doing it differently? Um, we started, you know, again, your guys podcast is great because there's so much great information and um, just hearing what other people are up to and getting good advice. And so we started taking some of that. We went out and looked for different customers. We found a few good, um, I guess I'll call them corporate customers that are, are just bigger, larger customers. And they've been now... You know, we've had these customers for about three years now, but we've been um, it's been a great relationship. They keep growing, their their growth is huge, and so we're kind of growing with them. We got in at the right time. And so there's, you know, and, and I say a few customers, it's probably about four customers that are really big customers for us that are solid. And what that does is then allows you to, well, one, grow a little bit, but also it stabilizes your production to where you always have this stuff to print and then you can take other work and you can, you know, all your other work floods in again, you start working with bigger companies and doing a great job for them and servicing them well. And then it sort of like laterally goes to another great company. Like there you turn your name over to someone else and say, Hey, this guy takes great care of us. You should be using them. And then we just continue to get great clients. Where'd where'd you
1: find those for?
2: Um, actually locally. Um, there's, um, there's a large supplement company here in St. Louis. Um, we'd had the opportunity to talk to them a couple of times and I didn't feel like we were ready at that time. I thought we were ready. Um, we started sort of small with them and just slowly built our relationship and, um, and it's been good, you know? Who are
0: they so Andy can take them from you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
2: Andy already, Andy already knows about them. <laughs>
1: Do
0: you worry about
1: what if you lost one? And if like four are so concentrated that you lost one, that's a significant part of the business?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So we... Yes and no. Like we don't want to lose them. Um, but trust me, bigger customer, way more challenges. You know what I mean? Um, the um, Your guy that was on the other... A couple of weeks ago on the podcast talking about uh, the twenty million dollar job, he was great, you know and talking about you know when you take these big customers, it's a whole nother level of service right that you have to provide like we i mean it's it's pantone matching everything and and the Pantone may look great on this color, but it doesn't look great on this color, so now you have to underbase differently or do something different to get the like you have to work really really hard for those customers um we don't worry about losing them because now we, we feel very solid with them. We don't think that they can go anywhere else and, um, and get what we provide for them. And I think that we feel like they know that as well. As a matter of fact, even there's times where we're like going, hey, we're going to turn down some jobs from them that we don't think are good jobs for us. you know. And we're able to push them away a little bit on some things. Um, they have a lot of different programs they run. Some of them aren't really advantageous for us. And so we push those jobs away. And, and I know they're probably going to take those to another shop. Um, But we still think that they won't leave us, you know, we're confident in that. But, but if they did, it's still, we're definitely very diverse. You know, we do wraps, we do vinyl signage, we do other things and we, um, it would definitely hurt, but it wouldn't hurt that bad. I would say that I would say our three biggest customers probably each hold 10 to 15% of our overall um, revenue. So So we could lose one.
0: Do you, and then obviously you're trying to find new ones, right? Like this is whale hunting a little bit. Uh, Do you sign contracts with them? No, there's no contract. So
2: what's funny is um,
0: the apparel director
2: at at one of the companies, we've we've gotten a great relationship or we've become really good. Um, That's really all it is is relationships. And so... We literally went before we did this move. I had an opportunity to work with another one of their companies that was growing like hugely growing. Um, a lot of work, right? Um, you know, could be a hundred thousand a month worth of work. And so, um, so we literally went to lunch and I said, Hey, there's no, there's no contract here and there's no anything, but I'm about to, I would have to invest a couple of million dollars worth of growth to keep up with you guys. And I'm willing to do that, but I need. Like, all I have is your word to go on. Should I invest this money or or not? And um, she said, uh, she goes, "Yeah, I think you're solid. You should go." And so here we are in our new building <laughs> with, our, with a, another auto and, and all these things, based on a relationship and just trusting trusting some people, you know.
0: I mean, there that's, that's awesome. Move. That's and a gamble. Also, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is but but, <laughs> yeah. but I think you're diverse enough where you're like, okay, it would hurt a little bit, but we'd replace that work. Like it would not be a fun day, you know. Um, listen, but,
2: we've had conversations about replacing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but I think the only fear I ever have in those situations, um, we're in we're in a similar boat. Like our best schools that we do in the NIL space are when the NIL director at that school is leaning in really hard um but they're all younger employees and there's like they go and get a, a an even better job and so job, yeah. uh one of our NIL directors at one of our biggest schools that crushed it got his dream job at a huge sports agent he's like hey guys yeah. i'm i'm upgrading i'm See like ya. i'm like oh yeah. no, like you were you, you, can't, leave. Yeah, you um, can't leave yeah you can't leave yeah and so one of our values we 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 just did a little offset yesterday and we said like we bring, we give our customers a seat at the table Like we make them a partner to us. You know, they're like our clients, not our customers. They have a seat at the table and like they have a voice and they're like almost part of our company. Like we actually invite them into Slack with us, our top customers so that they can just talk to us whenever they want, you know? And like, Build a moat around them, right? The only fear I ever have is like when they leave and you get that text and you're like, okay, let's find a good replacement. Yeah, you have five you minutes know? to chat. I know. I know. <laughs> well, what, <laughs> what
1: kind of message is it? Like the key employee quitting, where you just like your stomach sinks and
0: you're like, hey, do you?
1: have two what minutes. It's like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's super cool. I want to talk because I think uh, if anyone follows Logo Daddy on Instagram, the new shop is beautiful. Like you got like white painted floors, black ceilings, the rocks are there. Like I, first of all, applaud you for taking pride in your space and making it like sexy and beautiful because like it's got the liquid graphic vibe. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's sick. And Logo Daddy does uh, like a bunch of vehicle wraps, too. So like it's a whole whole other thing. What was the old footprint? What's the new footprint?
2: Yeah. So the old shop, um, we had, we really had nine we had 9,000 square feet in our main building, but, but every shop we've had until this one, thankfully, or it was upstairs, downstairs situation. So like upstairs we did vinyl and like, that's where our design team was and all of our offices and everything. And then downstairs was like our production area. And that was really in our last two shops like that. Um, it's not the best way to do it. It's just what we had found, you know, the best, um, availability. It worked, but it was difficult. You know, you're always going upstairs, downstairs, you're shipping one, you know, you're shipping all the apparel downstairs and shipping all the vinyl upstairs and it gets confused and they're carrying stuff, you know, it's a mess. And then we at our other shop, we also had about a, about a 2,500 square foot area that we did vehicle wraps in that we built specific for that because, you know, you have to have a 14 foot door, you have to be able to pull in dump trucks and things, bigger, bigger things. So we had a pretty nice space, but we did quickly outgrow it. Our our screen print production area um in that space was about forty five hundred square feet. And you're talking darkroom, um, finishing, you know, sorting, everything in that space, forty five hundred square feet fills up pretty quickly, you know. Especially if you have two autos and a dryer. You know? So
0: you had two autos in the old place. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. one was a pretty new press too, right?
2: Yeah, one was pretty new. We um we had we just got a Sprint 3000 and we got a Diamondback E, a 10 color Diamondback E that was like only maybe a year and a half old, something like that when we sold it.
0: Okay, so then the new shop, talk to us about like, give us, uh, flex your stats. What are they? <laughs>
2: uh, so we we uh, have we switched everything to rock um, presses. And equipment. We're, we're going
0: to put a pin in that one. Keep going. Yeah, put a pin
2: in that one and we'll go back to it. Um, we have a 12 color next. We have a 10 color Eco and we have an eight color U. Um, So we have one of every sort of level that they, that rock sells. And then we have um, the Sahara dryer, big dryer. Um, We joke around. Zach said it's the, one of the biggest dryers in the country because we have, well, it's not yet because we're waiting on some, um, some belt extensions, but we have, we have 15 foot of infeed and then 10 feet of outfeed. And then you have a 20 foot, chamber so it's you know it's a little over 40 feet dryer uh which is nice yeah (laughs) it's nice to
0: have uh, but you a sprint 3000 (laughs) is still a huge dryer (laughs) so yeah
2: oh it's nice i love the sprint 3000 it's a great dryer um you know honestly all the m&r equipment was fantastic we have no um you know it wasn't like we were switching equipment manufacturers because the equipment wasn't very good it was just um it was there was a lot of other things at play there um, for us to switch so you know what, we what had to can you say
1: um, or what do you come i can say anything you?
2: we were we can say anything so while i had m&r stuff um just being in the industry and going to events and things like that i started loving that part right like i, I love bringing new people into this um into this environment into screen printing just getting people excited about our industry and I loved what Rock was always doing with those things. You know, I mean, what you guys, what, what, honestly, what Pronto has done has been fantastic. Bruce she did a great job with all of that. It really brought everybody together and got people talking. I mean, we all know this, and it, and it, it brings excitement to the industry. It, it does. It makes it sexy. Rock like they, they throw a nice party. They bring people in. They make you feel. We started. We started meeting. I, I did a little fitness challenge thing with Ryan in 2020, and I and I met. Um, started meeting him and a couple of the other, you know, different people, um, Zach can of corn, all these guys in this fitness challenge, we would become really great friends. And, um, and even though I had all R stuff, like every time I would go to events and hang out, uh, my wife and I became really good friends with, uh, Ryan, Amanda, with Bobby and Rachel, everyone at rock, right? Like everyone treated us great. And, um, matter of fact, always treated us like family and we had nothing that was green in our entire shop. You know, um, we didn't buy anything from them. We didn't use any of their chemicals, um, and they've still always treated us fantastically. And so we always joked, you know, every time we'd be hanging out, and um, we, they, we were like, "Hey, when are we going to switch all this stuff to green?" You know, and and I'm one of those guys. I'm not a. There's so many people that are like Ford and Chevy with with M and R and Rock, right? Like it's like one way or the other, or we've always been blue, or we've always been this. Um, I think a screen printing press is just a screen printing press. I can make money with any of them. I'm a screen printer. I can print with any even of My browns can learn. Even I mean, a brown? Probably even a brown. I think so. I think right. so. Maybe. He's really trying you know, to kill off our brown not.
1: sponsorship potentially. He is, right?
0: Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> know.
2: I think that um hey, you know what? Look, I mean, you know, look at Justin. I would you know, Justin's got what, six workhorses? Um workhorses and he cranks with those things and and you know somebody somebody might say oh i would buy an m&r over a workhorse or a rock over a, or over a workhorse but you know what you can all these presses print and um it's really not about you can make any of them print, you can put a talented printer on it and he can do really well or you can put somebody terrible on the best press and the prints look like shit so
1: <laughs> well it, it was a community thing it, like it wasn't anything product related you're saying
2: it really wasn't product related for me. Um, there was a couple things that came to play. Um, so here's the bigger story. So um, I'm gonna bring Grimco into the, the mix here. And so Grimco is a local St. Louis company. Um, we've, d- yeah, we've done business with them for a long time. Um, a big company, they've done very, very well. Um, I mean, their, their sales are incredible. You know Their, dis- their distributorship is incredible throughout the country. We watched what they did in the vinyl industry. We watched them sort of grow up in the vinyl industry because we've been buying like all of our wrap vinyls, all of our printers. They're the largest seller of HP um, in the world, you know? Um, So, so they have, they have really like solidified their place in that market and really they kind of own that market, you know, um, in the digital world for, for wraps and things like that and a lot of signage and a lot of other things. So when Grimco, Grimco is based here in St. Louis. Um, they got they jumped into the, the screen printing space and they bought Midwest and, and um, you know made made a few moves and, and started to get into screen printing. About that same time, um, the a, a funny story was just we I was at a, a like a campfire Halloween thing for my son. He went to private school, and I started talking to somebody there, and they're like, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" I said, "Hey, I own I own Logo Daddy." And the the guy goes, Oh, really? He's like, I know you guys. I work at Grimco. And we started talking. And great guy. We talk. He goes, Hey, you know, we just kind of are getting into the screen printing stuff. He goes, I'll shoot you an email on Monday. So he sends me an email on Monday saying, Hey, would it be cool if we come out and check out your shop? Like with some of my with some of the people that we're putting in over our screen printing department. And uh, I said, Yeah, well, when I read his signature at the bottom of the email, uh, he's the CEO of Grimco, <laughs> so he wasn't. He didn't just work. He didn't just work at Grimco. Um, he was the. He's the, the top guy. So, so they came out. We talked a lot. Great people. Um, they've always provided us great service with all of our vinyl stuff. And and I mean, literally, they have so much. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't want to speak for them on that, but they have so much buying power that they can if I need something, it's on their shelf, right? Like I can go get it and they're close to me. So like, there's a lot of times when I'm like, Hey, we need a roller reflective. Nobody has it. I can run over to Grimco and grab it, you know, and they have these things for me all the time. So it was sort of a no brainer. We definitely wanted to work with them in the screen printing space. And so they started coming in they shot some video in our place. Uh, We started using some of their emulsions and different things that they were using. And, and just real quickly, you figure out, or, or I figured out that, you know this is a huge company but they really have a smaller feel right like they're a family owned company um they don't plan on selling that company they plan on keeping it in the family they're growing like crazy um i think that they're going to be i really think that grimco's going to change our space in the next you know probably 2 to 5 years i think they're going to be You buy a from big them Stephen <laughs>
0: yeah, i, I so buy digital farm. from i buy um uh for our for our banner printers um and you're right they have a really nice website it's really easy to use easy I don't, to use i don't interact with them much but anything i need it comes out of bloomington i think is where one of they have one of their warehouses which is you know uh bruce and i have been talking about this this whole like supply just, yeah nah, yeah this is really okay yeah. keep, keep keep going with this so so, so the, yeah
2: so so grimco we started um we just, they just started coming in. We were like, we were helping them. They were helping us with some things, just honestly, just information, um, shooting some marketing, doing some things. They started um, spending some money with us. Uh, we were printing like a lot of their, you know, corporate apparel, things like that for different events and things. And so, you know, it's like, you want to work with your friends, right? Like it's just the same relationship I have with my other big customer. We've become so close now. Like, I mean, we text each other all the time, not about work, you know what I mean? And like, you just become um, friends and you want to see your friends succeed. And and Grimco just happens to be like this company that's humongous and has, I think is going to have a lot of power in this industry. So when they were coming into screen printing, we basically, I started having some talks with a couple of different people and I was like, Hey, one of the challenges I think they had with R was just distributorship, you know, being able to distribute throughout the entire country and um and again i don't want to speak too much for them i would rather them tell their story but but i kept i kept telling my my friends there i was like hey you know you should look at rock and, and <laughs> because rock is doing some things and i think that they're hungry and they want to move presses and they want to they're doing great things in the industry all of their events all of their education has been fantastic so i'm like you should really be looking at rock i think that they're the company that's going to be doing some some things in the next two to five years in our industry. And they're the ones that are exciting young people about our industry and the young people are, what's going to change it. I mean, we need, I'm in the same boat. I need printers. You know what I mean? I want people to be excited about coming in and being screen printers and know that that's a great career and that it's a, that you can make a lot of money doing it and, um, and have a great job. You know, honestly, that goes back to our facility. That's why I want my facility to be so nice. I want these, I want my staff to come in and like feel good about where they work. I want them to feel like, you know, I wish it were Google, but I, I want them to feel like they work at Google, you know, like we have everything here. Like, yeah, I mean, so,
0: so is what you're telling me, you helped Grimco become a rock distributor?
2: Um, I don't, okay. I'll say this. I think that, I think planted that, a seed. I, yeah, I planted some seeds. That's all I did. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I planted seeds on both sides of the fence and then, but I think they were already, they had already talked and, um, but I think that, you know, they were like, "Well, hey, why would you push? Why would you tell us rock if you have all M and R?" And I told them the same thing. I said, "Listen, it's not about the press for me. I bought M and R when I did for a different reason." I said, "But if I had to buy everything again right now, I would buy rock." And so it just so happened that we got that at the same time, the same opportunity with our bigger customers was going on, and we had an opportunity for some growth, and we were really running out of room in our other space. Like we were just buried over there, and so we were like, "Hey." Let's, um, let's look at some, so we started looking at buildings. We found, we found this building and it actually worked out perfect for us. The way it's set up and the footprint and everything like our shipping and receiving is in between two production areas. One production area is wraps. One production area is screen print, um, for us. So it just was a great, great space. So we were like, at that time, we're like, man, we, we have an opportunity to get this building. We have an opportunity to move. We have an opportunity to, um, you know, Grim, we could Grimco had just signed uh, uh, The Rock and Grimco just came together. I'm like, this is perfect. I can use my, my friends to, to purchase the equipment. They'll help me out. We can get everything over here. This is going to work out great. Let's do it all in two months.
1: <laughs> all right, real quick. I got to tell you something. This is really interesting. And here's why. We formed a company called InkTavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, InkSoft, and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. InkSoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, Um, company stores and everything in between and graphics flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website. So customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus in app editing, it's like Canva, but specifically for shops All right, check it out. All those brands are on Inktavo.com. That's Inktavo.com. All right, thanks.
0: We've been having a lot of talks about influencers in our space. And you essentially were an agent of change for Grimco. And they could say, wait a second. This guy's got an awesome reputation in the space. He's obviously got a lot of integrity if he's buying these ones, but wants to move to these right this is a great opportunity for us to lean into someone and now you are doing two things right like you're a you're a you're a poster for grimco say look what we've did it's an opportunity for rock to say look what we did we like did this whole turnkey thing
2: change yeah right? changed everything around
0: yeah. and now yep. i bet you rock will sell a lot of presses and grimco will sell a lot of presses because of the one plus one is three here, like everyone putting their heads together and, and really leaning into, and really it's not like they had to make a huge press release about it. They just like let you do your thing and like gave you a space to just go build your dream shop, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah, for sure. And now like y'all should host events there so we can come, come see it. (laughs) I know.
2: I can't (laughs) wait. You know, and honestly, that was one of the things I love, I get so much from the events. And it's funny because people say like, I've had, I've had different people ask, they're like, you know, why do you, you know, why do you and Jules, my wife, why, why do you guys go to all these events and want to travel all this stuff? And I'm like, these guys are my friends. Like, this is like, I go, why do you have a barbecue at your house on the weekend with your neighbors? You know, those are your friends. You want them to come over. This is how I get to see my friends. We go to events. We learn more about the industry. We meet other people in the industry, make relationships to where, I mean, recently one of the, um, one of the guys that i've met that i've really really enjoyed is um is ray with avian and ray a month ago if i would have if i had a, a question about an ink if i would have called ray i probably would have went maybe you know into the system and he would have got to my question when he got to me i don't know how they do that but you know now i would just text ray and be like hey ray what the what the hell's going on this is, i'm i'm having this issue or that issue and he's like oh i got you you know we're going to you know you just need so many people that can help you quickly um so it's great you know these events we wanted to do that at our shop i wanted to be able to do the same thing let's bring people in i don't know that we have the recipe for success i think that we're figuring it out just like everybody else every single day Um, but we have we have done well we've been pretty fortunate and um i think we run a we run a good business so all these components that we use whether it's grimco whether it's rock whether it's printavo all these different things i'm like let's bring other shops in and show them what we're doing and maybe it'll help somebody. And um, so that's what we want to do here in the new space. And at the same time, just like you said, I think we're going to sell a lot of presses for rock. And I think we're going to sell a lot of presses for Grimco because people are going to come in. That's why we did one of every line. We wanted to have um, a you, a next, and an eco just to show the three levels. Grimco's already brought clients in and I think that we've already sold some stuff, you know, people, you know how it is when you do a shop tour and you see another shop that you maybe admire or look up to or they're they're doing some nice things in the industry you go wow what are they let's pay attention to what they're doing because obviously they it's working right and so when people come in and they see us cranking out um you know 650 an hour 700 an hour on these presses they know they actually work
1: and you use give a lot of money Gives promo yeah. code ten yeah. percent exactly. off your next press. Hey, wait! This this all started with uh, <laughs> Actually, working awesome out. <laughs> this all started working out with Ryan. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're su- you're probably one of the most fit guys in the space as well. Uh, right? Don't Moore. don't tell Matt hey, Marcotte. Who, who no. <laughs> won this competition? And uh, so I don't know. That there was any winners in that competition.
2: This competition was just to see if you could do it right. Like it was a uh, in 2020. It was a uh, it was 2,000 active calories a day. Um, like on your, you know, your smartphone watch or whatever, um, for twenty days in a row. Which like doesn't seem crazy. Yes, like but it's two thousand
0: active. That's like two and a half hours. Yes. That's a two-hour workout. It's like yeah.
2: it's like three hours of working out a day. If it's you like did it four like, hours of some swimming people or like or they go they go oh I'm gonna turn on a workout and just go do my day yeah you'll probably get up to two thousand if you just turn on a workout and let it run all day but if you're only measuring the time you're working out it's hard to get 2000 calories in a day. And I think Ryan's even done higher than that now. He's I'm sure.
1: Wait, what is your, so, so, I mean, you stay super fit also while doing all this. I find that actually kind of hard because I always tend to sacrifice like the time and put in the business. Like, ah, I don't need to go work out. I don't need to do this. What What is your routine? And also, I'm kind of curious about diet too.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, I appreciate that you guys both think that I'm super fit. I don't look in the mirror and see that all the time myself. I was a lot heavier. I lost a lot of weight um, several years back. And so it's always a struggle. Like I, I joke that I, I go, I think I'm supposed to be like a big guy because it seems like every time I eat something, I gain weight, you know, like, and I see guys that don't and I'm like, what the heck? But I think, you know, my wife's always been into fitness and she got me kind of going in that like that direction and and I've seen, you know, her routines and stuff like that. She's been pretty inspirational in that and keeping me on track. She helps a lot too with meal prep and things like that. But basically, we um we just we, you know, we get it done. Some of our customers too. It's a it's a fitness company that we work for. So that makes it easier too, right? Like we get um we use their supplements we use all the products that they sell we believe in their um, mentality of do the work work hard you know get up and get it done that kind of a thing so we get up in the morning and we go to the gym every single morning um or i would say 90 percent of the mornings we go to the gym if we don't to be honest this morning i didn't go i, I was we i have three press operators, two press operators that are on vac- have a vacation day today and one pre- and the, and it just so happened that my third press operator had a doctor's appointment this morning so we John's literally running had this press yeah John's well, running three presses we, <laughs> yeah we found we found you know we were we were able to we're we have a great team and so we were able to shuffle people around and get everything we're we're cranking i'm i'm actually sitting in my production manager's office right now and we have a big glass double door that sits like I can see my whole production floor right now and all the presses are cranking pretty good right now. So we're in good shape. But so my wife's been into fitness. We do it every morning. We work out. Um, we eat pretty clean. You know, we're not perfect. I mean, we might, we might come to a show and have too much fun and order a pizza at two in the morning. You never know, but we don't do that very often. You know, <laughs> we, we eat pretty clean.
1: All right. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, uh Yeah. It's important, but it's totally sacrificed all the time. And maybe maybe that's a smart thing of doing it in the morning first thing. So you can't like you can't yeah. start checking your email. You can't go into the office and no. get distracted.
2: It's it's been really difficult through this move because like, you know, listen, I was putting in sixteen sometimes, I mean, it, all kidding aside, sixteen to twenty hour days for like two months straight. And like, like no weekends off, no time off, like just work, work, work. And because I'm one of those guys that like, I, I want to paint the ceiling. I want to power wash the stuff like I, or not that I want to, but I can't afford to hire all that out and get it done. So, and stay on budget. So, um, my, um, my father-in-law and I have done a couple buildings together. Now I would be lost without him. He's fantastic. He helps me so much here. Um, and we were able to do so much of that stuff, but working so many hours, I didn't, the first week goes by that you go, well, I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to be doing so much work at the shop. It'll make up for it. But then it gets really easy to fall off the wagon. Right? Like, so then the second week goes and you're not working out. I literally just went like eight weeks without making it to the gym. Now we would run a little bit. We would, we bike a lot, things like that. But I'm like, it was killing me because I'm like, I feel like all my progress was, was, was lacking, you know? And I'm just like, man. So I just got back into the gym two or three weeks ago. And, um, and I'm much happier guy now when I can go to the gym.
0: I think there's, um, I just wanted to comment on this, like long tail sale that rock made by just being a good, like friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's the same with like yeah. Ryan, Ryan and I or like Ross. It's like, yeah, you know, it's not like they apply any pressure. They just right. invite you and they're just kind of there. And it's like, Hey, it's not the time now, but like when it is, it is. And even, even like, and I felt, I felt, I feel it in the industry happening. It's, it's not aggressive. It's not like they have to do anything crazy, but they're just very, they're just very present. Um, which is cool. Um, and I think, I think that stuff matters. It really, really does. If, if I were to switch over, I, I would probably be in the same boat, John. Like I, I don't, I don't blame you. And even, even my business partner, Jed, who's like, very conservative, very old school, met Rich Hoffman and was like, this is what we're doing. You know, he's like, wouldn't you buy them from your friends, Stephen, or like the people you hang out with? Like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I can do that. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. So that's that's good stuff. I think that's uh, it's and it's interesting that you're doing that now with your customers and your clients. You called me up at some point to talk about sales um, and hiring like a sales director and going through that and like this outbound strategy um, and it, and, and then I think like, I don't know if you, what you did or how you, how you did it, but like, it seems like you guys have now a pretty aggressive sales approach or have, like turned into a sales organization. Can you talk about that a little bit and, and what you went through?
2: Yeah, for sure. So originally we, um, got with Kevin and, um, started, you know, like the set sales program and that was great. Kevin's great. Um, I would highly recommend, you know, if a company is at a spot where sales is sort of what you feel is your problem area, then I think definitely get with Kevin. Um, he, his, he was great. Kevin um, Baumgart.
1: John's talking about Kevin Baumgart from
2: yep.
0: Set Sales. Fred, yep. friend, friend yeah, of the he pod. Yeah, did a
2: fantastic job. Yeah, for sure. He's a he's a, Kevin's just a great guy. He does care about your business. I think that it, it, he's because he works with so many screen print companies. I think it's a good. You know what I mean? He really knows this industry very well at this point. You were trying to layer in outbound, or was
1: it just dialing in inbound? Yeah. Yeah. Or both? Well, a
2: little bit of both. We had an outbound guy, sold a lot of vinyl and not as much screen printing work. And we were really wanting more of the, you know, as our screen printing was growing, we had more capacity there. So we were like, we really want to push that. So we wanted to know how to better do that, you know, with, um, we had our bigger customers and we were doing a good job with them. Well, I say we were doing a good job with them. We were doing a pretty good job with them. But as an owner, I, they were sort of. I was handling some of those customers, and then I would just push it to one of our other sales reps to like, you know, order the you know run the run it through Printavo and order all the apparel and things like that. So it really wasn't that great because I'm so busy. I don't want to drop the ball on any of these customers. They need to be handled correctly. And so that was an issue that I was worried about as we were scaling and getting busier. I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing a good enough job or having enough time to, to handle them properly. So um, at the same time, I had somebody... I put on an ad for something like on Facebook, just like, hey, I'm looking for some employees for this or that. And a friend of mine um, that... His kids also went to school with my son. Um, He had worked at Lamar and he had worked in advertising and a lot of different, you know, he's been a sales director in several different places and had a pretty good um, knowledge of the industry. And we always joked around like, hey, when, you know, when are you going to bring me in? When am I going to work for Logo Daddy? And um, it was always kind of a joke until it wasn't. And then I was like, you know what? I actually, we've been working with Kevin and i actually probably need a sales director at that position so that's when I, I talked to steven and you know i think you know steven does a great job with that stuff so i was like what's your advice on a sales director and what what is something like that what should that cost what should that look like what should some role things be with that and um and he you know he gave me a lot of great advice i talked to nick wood about it a lot um what was advice. that
1: like like, is that the sales manager in a way that's managing other reps, or or what is what do you think about the responsibilities are?
2: Yeah, so our sales director. Um, what was one another thing that was really nice is again we were friends before this, right? So, you know, there, it's your this thing is your baby, right? So you like you have to trust people, and it's hard to it's hard to just give somebody the keys if you don't one hundred percent trust them. Fortunately, I did one hundred percent trust um, this person. And so ultimately I kind of handed him the keys to our sales team. I said, Hey, here's who, this is what we're currently doing. We're currently working with Kevin. Uh, it was nice because Kevin actually helped me sort of onboard him a little bit and go over some of the things we had been discussing and some of the strategies. And so it really was pretty seamless him coming in. And then, um, and he's, he's great. You know, Steven was right. Steven said, you know, you have to get a good, someone who knows this position very well. Um, and they're gonna ultimately, you're never going to look back. And, and so far, so good. I mean, our sales director came in and he looked at accounts. We, he really started deep diving into what we were doing. And and it's great. Like Every month, we have a, um, a monthly kickoff that shows... We're pretty transparent with all of our employees. We do a quick meeting that shows like where our numbers are at, where, where we're trending, where we're heavier, where we're slower... Different things like that, and he, but he deep dives into all that and can look at it and go, "Hey, we just need to hit this number." And so to do that, this is the breakdown: we need each sales rep to hit this, and we need, you know, and, he, and then he manages that. And so he's done a really good job, and our sales team has really improved because of it. I think, and um, and we're really only about, I don't know, maybe six or eight months in with him, so it's still pretty new. And and already, I think that we've seen a lot of improvement. Matter of fact, what's funny is, you know what was happening was and why we why i thought we really need better sales is because we would be extremely busy and then we would crank 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 and then we would be really slow for like so we were like we were busy monday through thursday and then on friday we're like what do we do clean presses i don't know we're out of work right so i'm like we need more sales and so now 6 to 8 months later we have a production problem <laughs> and we've added a press and we're adding people and we still i have I don't know how many it is. I think I have, I have about 10,000 pieces to get out by Tuesday right now. Um, and Tuesday's our deadline. And a lot of these are two locations. So it's really about 20,000 impressions and we have three autos. That's
0: a production problem. I, I'm going to go off on a, I'm going to, I got a hot take for the industry. If we were to pull a thousand shops, I don't think many have a sales director. The sales director is the owner. And that means that the owner is the best salesperson and they are just intentional about sales when they want to be, but unintentionally lose sales. The fact that you now have a person in place not to sell, but to manage salespeople means that you are looking at trends, forecasts, you're creating bite-sized tangible goals. You know how many leads you're going to need. You know how many quotes you need to send out. Um that is like, that's how you, that's how you eat an elephant one one bite at a time. That's pretty cool that you were able to pull that off. And are you
1: more hands off then now because of that? Or are you just focusing on those really big whales or how do you interact? No,
2: you know what? So, so I still have, um, the, the, our bigger customers that I have now listen, my sales director basically took my place. He now handles those customers. We did a nice meeting where we, Hey, this is, um, This is, this is Kurt. His name's Kurt Schumer. This is Kurt. He's going to, here's why I brought him in. I want to better, you know, service you guys. I want to do better for you guys. And and he's going to be able to focus on you 100% and with our team and, you know, do the right introduction. And now he's done a fantastic job with those customers. And, um, I don't ever get calls from those customers anymore. Every once in a while, we're just friends. So they'll text me and we, we cheer each other on for, Hey, congratulations on the new building. Congratulations on the new house, different things like that for them. But. I don't get those sales calls anymore and and we're doing a better job and we're putting in more work. And so, you know, Stephen, you're absolutely right. It's like, I don't think that... I think there's businesses that do fantastic without it, right? It depends on what you want to do. How big do you want to get? Where do you want to go? Um, and we're not even a business that we don't want to get. I don't want 10 autos. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty happy with 3 autos. I want to learn from people that have been there that tell me, Hey, you could be a lot more profitable with three autos than you can with ten, and um, we just want to get a really—we want to get to a really great spot that's uh, manageable. It's repeatable. We can continue year after year. We can do hit roughly the same numbers. We can create good jobs for the team that we have. We're not trying to get to be this big giant company. We just want to be a really solid company, and we want to be able to, you know, take care of people really well and have good profitability and take care of our customers well.
0: I think, uh, that like stability that you talked about, uh, and like, it's, you know, you can do the same amount of sales, but if you have the sales that you want, you'll make the money that you want to make on it and not just keep grinding your gears. Um, so
1: it's good self-awareness too with that. I mean, just to, cause you're right. Like it's like an iceberg. You only see this big whale customer come in you're like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll take these couple of calls, but it's the, you know, issues arise and talking to them and, um, you know, the following up, I mean, it just falls to the wayside. John,
0: what was the, like, when you hire a sales director, you are making an investment that has to like pan out and it's probably a pretty expensive hire, meaning they might, they're going to increase your expense, but not necessarily increase your top line right away. Um, how much of a risk was that for you? Like huge.
2: It was huge. So, you know, again, that's why I called you guys to go, Hey, is this out of line? Is this crazy? You know, like it is a big salary, right? When you hire, I think when you hire top talent, whether it's a press operator, anyone, any position that you're filling, if they're, if they're very good at what they do, then they're going to be expensive. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be worth it. And so that's the thing that I've come, what I want to take away from my company is more time and more freedom. And, um, And I want people to be happy here and I want to be happy as well. A good work-life balance. And um, so you have to hire good talent to be able to take those things. I have a great production manager now that was uh, actually um, promoted from within our company. He started as an artist here. And he's worked his way up and he's proven himself and he's done a great job. He's been my production manager now for going on two years. Also named Kurt. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend hiring too many Kurt's that gets confusing. <laughs> we have two of a lot of people. Uh, we have two Joe's, we have two Kurt's, we have two Jen's. Redundancies okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's all right.
2: But, um, but you have to get good people in those spots, right? Like we have, um, we have a great, um, I'll say office manager, um, Kathy. She's been with me long-term. She's fantastic. We couldn't run this business without her. All the people in my key spots um, in my art department, we have um, our guy, Chris has been with us for, you know, for literally like 13 years. You get these key people and you pay them well and you offer them a great career. And then they do the work for you. You know, on labor day, I sent out a, a group Slack to our team and I just said, Hey, you know, I appreciate you guys. Like, because of you guys, I get to live out my dream. You know what I mean? Like it's, these guys are running my shop day in and day out. There's times when I have to get in and get after it. But, and, and I love that they know that I will do that. I'll get in and work as hard as anybody or maybe harder. But, but most often once my shop, I would say in another six months, you know, it's okay for me to come in at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning after a workout. And it's okay for me to travel with my wife when she works somewhere out of town and I can go, go hang out at, uh, I think we're getting ready to go to Dallas in a week or so. And I'm just going to go hang out with um, Nick and Graphic Source and those guys. And and um, I don't have any reason really to go other than I have some freedom of time.
0: And your team wants that for you. I think shops think that they want their owners in there all the time. They don't.
1: <laughs> <It> Maybe <laughs> the opposite, no. in fact. They for don't. Any no. uh,
0: they're like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, we'll see you in a week. Like what, yeah. what, Bye. Yeah. what like, I can't handle this? Yeah. What employees want their owner in their nine to five every day, breathing down their throats? Like, but I think what you did say there is when you trust your leadership team and you, and you overpay for your leadership team, but they're really sound, you then can work on things that you want to work on. Right. And it makes you enjoy your business and they enjoy your company. I, um, That's, that's something that we've done at Campus Inc. over the last couple of years. Like we have a really tight leadership team and that's kind of what our investment was used for. And they ran a conference yesterday and I had to give like one presentation, but they did everything. And I was like, huh, today was incredible. I like, and you're just like, oh my God, I'm not stressing about this anymore. And I actually like my job, you know? So cheers to the Logo Daddy leadership team. Cause
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. The one thing i want to do that's what we talked about events and stuff i love that stuff i love like um hosting the party i love having that kind of thing and so that's what you know i want my team to be great because i don't know i just want to like bring people out to the shop and be able to show them the shop and show them what we do and and just have fun with it you know have fun with the business
1: I just wanted to wrap on um, a great video that you sent, Stephen, that I think was really powerful. And uh, this is from Alex Ramosi, who's kinda of, I feel like the newer Gary V of the, like business advice and stuff. And he basically said, he's like, the biggest hack that I've learned is that when you find really good A players, they tend to outperform regular folks. So by about three times or so. So he's like, my biggest hack is I just pay the player's 30% more market and you get three X the output of the regular. And it's like, it's the greatest arbitrage ever. And so, um, I think we kind of knew that, but hearing it, somebody say it out loud is powerful.
2: It really is. It's difficult, you know, going back to what you were asking Steven before, it was hard to ju- sort of, I don't want to, I-, I guess say justify that salary. You know, it was very, it was a, it was a huge risk, right? Like, because at the same time, we knew we were buying this building. Um, we purchased this building so that we still own our other building, um, which did not sell or lease, unfortunately, but, um, yet. And so it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot. There's a lot of risk, you know, it's what I actually laugh at when, um, I meet so many people that go, you know that they seen me. We started in a garage, right? And they they knew me back then. And you know my I came from nothing. Um, you know I joked around. There was a we had an old green truck that sat in the driveway of our old shop. And one of the um, young people that worked for me came in one day and was like, "Why do we have that old piece of shit truck out there?" And I go, "Hey, hey, hey! That was my first house. I lived in that truck." <laughs> you know, and so so and that's and that was a true story. And so that. That truck will probably always be around. I just can't sell it. But, um, you know, it's a huge risk and so many people won't take that risk, right? Like they're like, I want to be, I love your life and I love, man, your business is so great and the building's so great and all these things are so great, but it is huge risk that you have to take and, and you, um, have to just accept that and make sure that you don't lose, you know?
0: I I think it's ironic a little bit that shop owners will take a risk on a really expensive piece of equipment, but not an expensive employee. Bruce, do you find that fascinating? Like we can buy hundred thousand dollar presses or sixty seventy dollars you know, but if we overpay by 20% for a team member, like it's like, Oh my God, they want to make so much money. It's like, wait a second. You know, uh, but, I think the other part about it is if they work, you never look back ever. If they don't work, you let them go. Like it just did it, it just didn't work, right? But like, isn't that no different than a sports team that gives a max contract to to someone that's like, hey, if we see it with Deion Sanders, Colorado paid Deion Sanders a twenty eight million dollar contract of money they didn't have. Because they knew that if it worked, he's going to sell out stadiums and they're going to be able to pay him. Right? Like, it's 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 the same gamble you got to take a little bit with talent. You you pay for what you get. So kudos to you. Kudos to you. And, and I think we're starting to see the transition with shops that work with Kevin quite a bit or shops that understand sales orgs or shops that want to want to build something stable so the owners can, you know, enjoy their business. And I think it'll be really cool to see what you guys do in the next couple of years. Are you going to print hustlers?
2: Uh, You know what? I haven't bought my ticket yet. Um, (laughs) But yeah. uh, So Andy and I are are good buds and, and, and I think we're going to, we're going to probably buy tickets because we're going to, I think we're going to stay. He's got a little sweet spot there in in that area that they love to stay at him and Joe. And so he invited us to like come and hang with them. So we'll probably get some tickets here coming up. I've just been so busy with other things.
0: All right. He, he, here's your, if you haven't bought your tickets, uh, John yeah, and Andy will them. be there. Um, and <laughs> you know, if they get a big enough spot, maybe you'll get an invite now that that would be, yeah. Andy's gonna be like, what the hell did you maybe do? I'll,
2: <laughs> maybe I'll talk Andy. And it, it's, it's funny because it is Andy's He's like, Hey, this place is, really, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's bougie and quiet and nice. And, uh, I'll say, hey, we should throw a party. <laughs> we'll get, we'll have all the rock guys come, and we'll,
0: <laughs> you know? Like no. I just wanted to it have be, a nice time. I just wanted it to be
1: quiet.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an amazing event. Uh, Nigel, yeah, I think so Barker is our uh, uh, keynote yeah. speaker and America's Next Top Model. So if you're listening to this, yeah, ask your wife who Nigel Barker is and they're gonna say, oh my God, you have to go to that and then go buy your ticket. Yeah, yeah.
2: So what was funny about that you just said that is uh, I just scrolled through on uh, like Instagram and i seen the print Hustlers thing and I saw that, that Nigel was gonna be there. And I looked down and it was liked by my wife. And I went, hmm, I think she's trying to, I think she's saying I'd like to go. <laughs>
0: so. uh, and he, he's an amazing entrepreneur. He's got an incredible story. Um, so it's, yeah. it's you gonna be look cool. like him.
1: If you cut your hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not.
1: <Hilarious. laughs> Probably not. Uh, cool. John, thanks for joining us. This is awesome. Uh, if you're ever in Los Angeles, definitely please stop by. We'll hang out. The yeah, yeah. food. Yeah, Pronouncers, sure. appreciate you guys listening to another awesome episode. So this is Steven, me, and John hanging out. See you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.